Welcome in to RJ Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition. I'm Scott Sandenberg, joined by Griffin Warner as we get you ready for the first day of the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Actually, we've played a little bit more than half the games already. Over 55% of the season is complete, but the All-Star break is over and we get back to the games. Did you enjoy your break, Griffin? I honestly have been trying to figure out what to do with myself. I'm I'm really sad to admit that on a, a podcast uh, listened to nationally, maybe internationally, not sure about that second part, but probably. Uh, and, you know, I'm pumped for the second half because I had a really good run right into the All-Star break, which usually is a nice momentum killer, but I'm hoping to come back out for the second half ready to go. Well, let's get started and we'll preview Friday's slate of games, talk about some of these weekend series. So let's kick things off with the Padres at the Phillies. You Darvish getting the start for the Padres. Christopher Sanchez on the mound for Philadelphia. San Diego, the road favorite here, minus 115. Makes no sense to me. Uh, Christopher Sanchez has been a good arm. Uh, was kind of a bullpen guy, but then spot starter and then really has done a great job. Not getting a ton of strikeouts, but uh, getting out, going deep in games, pitched really well in Tampa, uh, going into the break in a three-game sweep, I believe, uh, for the Phillies on the road at Tampa. Um, San Diego has been struggling. Hugh Darvish has not really been the same. Um, has dealt, uh, battled an, an illness of some sort, lost a lot of weight. Certainly, hopefully, he's been putting that back on over the All-Star break, as I'm sure a lot of these players would have. Um, but I'm expecting uh, to be on Philadelphia in some form or fashion, because uh, I don't I don't really agree with the San Diego road favorite. It's not April anymore. They've done enough to prove that they're not that good. The Orioles host the Marlins. Baltimore a minus 125 favorite with Dean Kramer on the mound. Sandy Alcantara goes for the Marlins. And I'm on the Marlins in this one. Uh, Dean Kramer's advanced numbers are not good. And Alcantara seems to be, you know, not, not pitching like a Cy Young winner, but finding himself a good start against Philly prior to the break. I like the Marlins here on the road. Yeah, Sandy's been better. Um, I think Baltimore and Miami seem to be kind of mirror images of each other. Uh, I think a lot better ceiling for Baltimore, but still got a lot of young players in that lineup. Two pretty good bullpens. Uh, I, I think this is the big question is how much can Alcantara overcome Dean Kramer? As you said, his, uh, his advanced stats don't look great, um, and certainly – Sandy Alcantara's advanced stats have looked better than he's performed this year. So you might be buying low on that and saying a regression to the mean is happening in both directions. Um, I don't know that Miami is enough of, a, of an underdog right now, despite having the reigning NL Cy Young. Um, I just feel like Baltimore in that park is really good, despite uh, what the Baltimore relief did in the All-Star game. Yeah, maybe that carries over. Maybe Bautista's it, it a little it, shook from that home run. I mean, certainly could. Uh, I had a really bad blown save from uh, the Cano Bautista combo in Milwaukee earlier in the year, but I feel like those are few and far between. So it might just be a, a starting pitcher battle and then unleash the bullpens, which uh, I mean, certainly I could see Alcantara, especially as a, an underdog, uh, potentially winning that battle. Giants are at the Pirates. Ross Stripling goes for San Francisco. Rich Hill for Pittsburgh. San Francisco minus 130 on the road. Yeah, the Pirates, unfortunately, they've kind of reared their ugly heads, if that's fair to say. They they are what we thought they were. Um, had a great start to the year, but could not keep it going. And I think they're going to have a really bad second half of the year. Now, I'm questioning or curious about what the Giants will do. Um, Ross Stripling certainly not 
a great pitcher, but has good starts in him, of course, and he's going into a really nice landing spot to start his second half of the season because I, I just don't think Pittsburgh is a good enough team right now to want to back them unless they're playing someone poor or equally as bad as they are. The Diamondbacks at the Blue Jays. Ryan Nelson goes for the Diamondbacks. Not sure what the Blue Jays are going to do with their pitching situation just yet. Ryan Nelson with uh, just a ridiculous split on the season. He is horrific at home, but really good on the road. I'm not sure I buy it. Um, I do understand pitchers struggling with maybe the thin, dry air in Arizona. Um I, I can't really explain why he's been so much better on the road because I just don't think that Ryan Nelson has a lot to him. Uh, not getting a lot of strikeouts, seems to throw a lot of fastballs in the zone, and I feel like that's a perfect setup for the Toronto Blue Jays offense, which really doesn't take pitches well enough. Um, I'm a big-time seller of the Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, and maybe not those two names necessarily, but based on the expectations for them, I don't think they live up to him nearly enough. But Blue Jays are still a good team, nine games over 500, and we got on the other side the Diamondbacks trying to hold on for dear life, entering the second half tied with the Dodgers uh, in the AL West. I don't expect that to, to keep up, uh, but this would certainly be a good start for them if they can go on the road to Toronto and, uh, and win a series. The Mets host the Dodgers. Julio Urias gets the start for L.A. Justin Verlander on the mound for the Mets. Verlander, uh, for the first time in, I guess, months, has now put together back-to-back-to-back good starts. He was alternating between terrible starts and good starts, but now it seems like his season is starting to come together. I mean, it's about time. Uh, the Mets are far, far away from any sort of expectations. They were, believe it or not, the favorite to win the NL East, at least from what I was looking at earlier today and, and kind of mapping out how the numbers had moved for division futures. Um, crazy that they're six games on, under an 18-and-a-half back. Don't think a lot of people would have had that coming, even if you were a big, big Mets seller. Um, but this is the time. I mean, Verlander got kind of off to a late start with his season. Certainly is not getting any younger like none of us are, but – uh, for a major league pitcher, he was seemingly uh, coming back from from Tommy John. And there was a lot of questions about him last year. Great year won the Cy Young, and then really hasn't delivered on that expectation set just yet. Uh, but as you said, was kind of rounding into form towards the break. Uh, this is a big test for him. The Dodgers are not exactly the same dominant Dodgers. I don't think they've been for the last ten years. But that top of the lineup of Mookie Betts into Freddie Freeman is really really scary to me. Plus, then the Max Muncy three-run shot seems to come whenever you're really hoping it doesn't. So, uh, good test for the Mets. And, and I honestly feel like we're rushing. I mean, we're 18 days from the, tr- the trade deadline, I think. So, there needs to be a lot of movement in a lot of these clubs. or There's going to be a lot of sellers really fast. Dodgers minus 125 in that one. The Brewers are at the Reds. Milwaukee, a minus 120 road favorite. Corbin Burns on the hill for the Brewers. Graham Ashcraft gets the start for the Reds. I feel like you've been higher on Corbin Burns than I have. Um, certainly he's got, when he's good, he is awesome. Uh, this is a good test for him. Uh, coming out of the, the all-star break with the Reds, a one-game lead, um, especially going into the all-star break playing and then now coming out of it, huge, huge series. Um, should be a lot on the line, of course, for this one, and I'm excited for it. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, uh, I don't know how much I want to trust him. I think if anything, I like over 10 on this game, which unfortunately feels gigantic for any game started by Corbin Burns. So I wonder if the, the market either hates Ashcraft in this one, though he's only a slight underdog at home. And I, I do think being an underdog at home makes sense. Um, so I feel like the, the marketplace is expecting some runs in this one. I don't really know um, 
where they're coming from, if you will. The White Sox are at the Braves. Michael Kopech on the mound for the White Sox. Charlie Morton for Atlanta. Atlanta, huge favorite, minus 260. Yeah, I feel like the, the times of getting the Braves cheap are probably past us. I, I backed uh, Bryce Elder on Sunday against the uh, the Rays. did not go well. He did not pitch very well. But I don't know that how many times we're going to see the Braves as an underdog going out the rest of the year. So gigantic favorites here. Charlie Morton doesn't really have the arm to, to support that. But I don't know how you fade the Braves unless you're uh, playing – unless you're taking a team that is playing them that has – Something good going for them, and I, I don't know that I see that here. The Red Sox are at the Cubs. Brian Bello gets the start for Boston. Kyle Hendricks goes for Chicago. Boston, a minus 125 road favorite. I don't know if I like that. I mean, go figure the Boston Red Sox this year. Bayo's been great. Um, he's going to keep the ball on the ground, I think, with a lot of that Pedro Martinez tutelage. Doesn't really deliver on the strikeouts that, that Pedro used to deliver, but... Um, I feel like this is a one of those spots where the Cubs do play better at home. I think they're going to struggle with Bayo, so it's really going to come down to how well Kyle Hendricks pitches. And I probably have gone on record enough times saying it's really hard for me to know what he's going to do on any given day. I don't think the Red Sox lineup is that dynamic that will automatically hit him hard, but um, it's just really hard to know what an 84-mile-an-hour fastball is going to do on a day-to-day basis, I feel. Guardians are at the Rangers. Aaron Savale goes for Cleveland. John Gray for Texas. Texas minus 145. Yeah, you know, John Gray has kind of struggled ever since his blister issue. Uh, maybe that's gotten some extra time to uh, to get that figured out. I'm not really sure how quickly you can get rid of blisters, but it doesn't seem to be a very fast situation for him. Uh, the Rangers sent a lot of guys to the All-Star game. Uh, they are... I think there's a big target on their back to try to hang on to their lead going into the break, two games up on the Astros. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Rangers, but ultimately they get a nice start with, I mean, another first place team, but anyone, anytime you can play a central division foe at any side of this sport at American league or national league, I think you want to do it. Um, I expect that the Rangers will probably get to Savali, but he's quietly been pretty good after he got IL in like the middle of last season. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got, like, a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. 
Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against with pick six? You're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. The Rays at the Royals. Tyler Glass now on the mound for the Rays. And for Kansas City, it's Alec Marsh in his 7.0 ERA. Tampa Bay, the heaviest favorite on the board at minus 305. Yeah, I'm probably not the guy to go against Tampa Bay here. I do think there's some questions about uh, uh, their starting pitcher, Tyler Glass now. Um, He hasn't really been... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just don't feel like he's matched expectations even coming off an IL stint that started the year, and so he got started later than everybody else. But this is a dynamic spot of any to go in and, and face the Royals team that hasn't hit anybody at all, 13-31 uh, at home to start the year. Um, almost, I guess a little bit – that's actually three game, three half games better, so a game and a half better than the road record. But uh, it doesn't look good for the Royals taking on one of the best teams in baseball. And I think the Rays have something to prove after really cooling off into the break. The Nationals are at the Cardinals. Not sure what the Nationals are going to do with their starting situation yet. Miles Michael is scheduled to go for the Cardinals. And I'm still baffled that Oliver Marmol is employed. Um, the Cardinals general manager said there is going to be trades. So I would expect someone like Nolan Arenado to be dealt sooner rather than later. But it's hard to go against the Cardinals in this matchup. I mean, I still have some belief that they're going to get on a run, but I don't know how much time they have. Because... I know. I keep saying that, too. Like, I keep saying, like, there's going to be a, a, a 12 out of 14 run, and they find themselves, like, five games back in August, and it's just doable, you know? Like, it's they, they're within range, and it's like, can't count out the Cardinals because they do have a top five offense in all of baseball right now. They're, and a great bullpen. Very possible what you're saying. I, I, 11 and a half games back the Reds, 10 and a half of the Brewers. I guess they would be in a wild card, card race as well as they climb up and go 12 and two, as you said in your example. Uh, I just wonder how they get to that because once they start moving players, I feel like the likelihood of them going on such a streak, of course, deteriorates. So I, I don't know. I feel like they need to get out of the gate running and, and really hit the ground running. And I think Washington on the road is a great spot for the Cardinals at home to get some wins and stack up and start trying to make that push. I just It's hard to, after 90 games, seeing them only win 38 of them being 14 games under. It's just hard to believe that they can turn that switch on, even though clearly they have the talent to do so. Carlos Rodon gets the start for the Yankees against the Rockies in Colorado. Austin Gomber for the Colorado Rockies. Yankees are minus 210. Rodon looked pretty good in his debut. Uh, gigantic price, though, because even at his best, I mean, Rodon has had such such great 
ups and I mean, not too many downs. I mean, some bad starts, of course, like most starting pitchers, but when Rodon is on, he's the best, but I just, I mean, pretty tough draw for him going to Colorado. Um, but I guess you get to face a pretty poor lineup. Yes. They hit a, a ton better at Coors Field, but, um, feels like a gigantic price. I just don't know what I like Austin Gombra. I think we've all seen this movie before. I, I don't know how to play it. I feel like the, the Yankees in that lineup are overpriced, but I, I think I'm going to let that one go. The Astros are at the Angels. J.P. France goes for Houston. Shohei Otani on the mound. I guess the blister is gone. The Angels minus 160. It seems like a low price for Otani, but the Astros playing good baseball. Yeah, and I mean, Jordan's not back yet, I don't think. So we'll see when that ends up coming. But I feel like that's going to be a big push for the Astros. Uh, this seems like a crazy price to me. I don't think Trout's going to be anywhere near this game. Maybe Rendon's healed, but he hasn't done anything for three years, basically the entire Angels contract. Uh, I feel like J.P. France can hang in this one. Uh, seeing plus 140 right now seems like a gigantic price to me. Yes, Otani's great. Yes, he's had good success against the Astros in the past. I know I've, I've faded Otani with the Astros in the past, and it's not gone great. But it's too big of a price for me, and I feel like the Angels' bullpen has really gotten lost right as they're headed into the break. Meanwhile, the Astros, I think, are settling in, and I feel like they're going to make it really hard on, the, on, on my hometown Rangers right now. The Twins at the A's. Kenta Maeda scheduled to go for Minnesota. Not sure what the A's are going to do. Minnesota, in that battle for the Central Division, I like them to win this division. It's gotta, they got to take care of business in Oakland. Yeah, this is, their, this is a series you need to win at a minimum. Uh, probably need to sweep if you're really wanting to, to send a message to the Guardians. I don't really think the Tigers are in that race necessarily, but um, good start for Maeda as well, who I think is going to have a really good second half of the year if he can stay healthy, which is a huge if. But I, this is a spot for the Twins. They can't they can't take any prisoners. They got to go to Oakland and get a bunch of wins and really start their second half year of the year well. And I think it's a great spot to do it. And the Tigers are at the Mariners. Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound for Detroit. Luis Castillo for the Mariners. Seattle. Minus 195. Uh, Castillo with a good bounce back start at the Astros his last time out. Before that, he got roughed up by the Rays. Yeah, he's been a little inconsistent. I think Eddie Rodriguez was awesome and then got hurt and had some sort of like ligament damage, I think, in one of his pitching fingers, which is not great, and got shelled, I think, in his return from the IL. So I don't know that Seattle is necessarily a team to do that, especially not in that park as well. Um, I do believe that Luis Castillo can knife through a, a Detroit lineup that should be pretty weak, though. And honestly, it kind of feels a little cheap to me, uh, maybe because of Castillo's inconsistency. But I don't know how anyone trusts Rodriguez or really the Tigers bullpen at this point. So I'm going to be looking to back Seattle as much as I can in this series. Though I expect them to be big favorites in all the matchups. On Saturday, Blake Snell takes the mound against the Phillies and Taiwan Walker. Blake Snell, who through his last nine games has a .68 ERA. No one been better in Major League Baseball since the end of May than Blake Snell. Yeah, I dropped him on one of my fantasy teams. Feel real, real dumb about that. Um, he's awesome. I'm really actually the perfect dream scenario for me would be a, a lopsided Phillies victory. Then a lot of the marketplace MLB media talking about the Padres needing to sell players and things of that nature. Then swinging us and getting Blake Snell to be an underdog in game two. I do feel like that's Probably unlikely if uh, Darvish is going to close a favorite to Christopher Sanchez, but we'll see what happens. 
Uh, Zach Allen's on the mound in Toronto, and his road splits are just so horrible that it might be the thing that keeps him from winning the Cy Young Award this year. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because he's so good at home to then compare on the road, but it's also a little bit bizarre because Arizona is usually known as a pretty easy place to hit. Um, I can't explain that. I don't know. It's something that has really boggled the minds of my mind for a long time. Like Herman Marquez in Colorado for a while with great home numbers and terrible road numbers. I can't explain that whatsoever at Coors Field. But I guess sleep in your own bed, you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, I feel like Arizona, I mean, I, I've kind of been down on, on the Blue Jays so far this season. So anytime I can try to get Zach Gallon with a plus sign next to him, I'm certainly looking at it at the very least. Uh, you have Framber Valdez taking the mound against Reed Detmers and the Angels on Saturday. And Framber is now the favorite in the American League to win the Cy Young. Can he keep this up? I I can't I don't see why not. I mean, he he doesn't really throw a ton of strikes, which is actually why he's so good because everything he throws looks like a strike. And I don't remember him pumping 98 too often in the past, but I definitely saw that unless Fox was juicing their guns last weekend, but uh he's a great pitcher, should to me be able to knife through a, an Angels lineup pretty good. Even when he's bad, he still keeps his team in the game. Reed Detmers got smacked by the Dodgers his last start. I expect him to be better, but um, it's also one of those pitchers we've been expecting to be better for a long time. Max Scherzer gets the mound for the Mets against the Dodgers on Sunday. Could Scherzer get traded in your mind? I think, of course. Uh, it, it seems to me the Mets have been, I mean, clearly not coming out as definitively as the Cardinals saying they will be sellers. But I don't really know what to say about the, the Steve Cohen ownership so far. It surely has not lived up to the billing especially not the financial billing, considering I think they're the most expensive team in history. But um, I, I feel like anyone should be, especially for a, a guy that made a lot of his money in the financial markets trading, I, I respect that's something that probably is is going to work for him and it's something that he'd be willing to do. Um, I know Scherzer has a no-trade clause, but I think he also realizes he's not getting any younger and it's going to be really hard for the Mets to find a playoff spot from where they sit right now. So I could see it happening. He hasn't really been great this year, I got to say, so I'm not really sure what you'd get for him. That might be the ultimate limiting factor in that trade possibility. All right, Griffin, before we get to our best bets, why don't you tell the people how they could save money for the second half of the season here at pregame.com? I'd love to do it. I feel like sleep is, is continually trolling me because I've, I've had some some goes with some Vlad fans on Twitter recently. But we got Vlad20, B-L-A-D, Victor, Larry, Angel David 20. Uh, good for 20% off for all listeners of MLB podcast. Good for seven days from the podcast release. Got until the 20th of July, but why wait? We got picks coming out this weekend. There's plenty of handicappers on pregame putting out football packages with regular season wins. I'm doing some of those. I'm sure Scott will as well if he hasn't already. Uh, plenty of other great handicappers on there, and we get uh, some kudos if you guys do use this. So, so make sure you use the promo code. Keeps us on the air making these podcasts at least twice a week. Vlad20, V-L-A-D-20, good for 20% off at pregame.com. For my best bet, I'm going to go like that first game we started, uh, like where you brought me to, uh, Philadelphia as a home underdog. I got a minus 102 right now, bet online, but I'm looking to see a plus money uh, just hit. Look, probably if I see a, a, an even plus 100, I think I'm, I'm grabbing Christopher Sanchez. I'm just not a believer in San Diego. I do think they're getting Steven Wilson back for, to, to kind of strengthen that bullpen, but I, there's a lot for me to question about you, Darvish, at this point. I think Christopher, Christopher Sanchez has kind of been under the radar and a lot better than this line suggests. 
I'm going to go with the Marlins at even money on the road against the Orioles. I just don't like Dean Kramer's uh, advanced numbers. And I, I think that, yes, Baltimore is at home. Yes, Baltimore has been really good. But if you just look at you know some of the expected numbers for Dean Kramer this year, he's got an expected ERA of 5.64. That's just about a run higher than his actual ERA. So I'm going to go with Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins at even money against the Orioles. Yeah, I think Sandy's gotten uh, maybe a little bit unlucky. He just hasn't been able to strand the runners like he did last year and winning a Cy Young, and maybe the momentum of pitching so well as, as not having that has impacted him. But I think the game plan is get a lead with Sandy and then turn it over to Miami bullpen. Shouldn't be a lot of runs in that series. Eight and a half seems pretty high to me as well. All right, Griffin, good stuff. Let's get excited for uh, a good, hopefully successful second half run here of the Major League Baseball season. He's Griffin Warner. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This has been R.J. Bell's Dream Preview Major League Baseball Edition.